0: what's up you guys sean ross sat managing editor of fightful.com mm-hmm. and fightfulwrestling.com it is february 5th we got plenty to talk about on the way to uh wrestlemania elimination chamber all that good stuff really i am joined today by alex Palowski. alex how are you
1: uh good good um spent uh my super bowl Sunday out uh driving around doing the uh DoorDash delivery thing trying to make some extra cash made like 200 bucks. So My uh, god.
0: Well, Super Bowl Sunday, my man. Exactly.
1: Like a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: <laughs> that's I mean, man, that is that is a uh, that was a hell of a game. I had a it was, it good was. time.
1: I ended up turning it on just as Brady fumbled when I got home and I was like, "I caught it."
0: Well, <laughs> The middle of my Super Bowl, as if the Super Bowl couldn't get any weirder, the middle of my Super Bowl featured a 50-minute interview with Raven. It feels <laughs> 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 <sighs> like I was, I've been trying to nail this guy down for yeah. months. I, I was going to have him on listing you boy, last year. Then it didn't work out. He's like, "I yeah, get back to me in, in a couple months. And I was like, all right. I wanted to get him for the NWA feature because the man was an NWA world champion. Yeah. Couldn't make it work. He said, okay, get at me at the beginning of January. I did. (laughs) He said, hey, you'll have to get back at me at the end of January. Well, here we are February 5th and it happened. I was supposed to interview him at like two. Ended up being like six, then 6.45. And later he's like, "He's to be honest, I wasn't that excited to do it. Thought you were going to suck. But then I heard the interview and I was like, man, this guy's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's always uh. That's always good to hear. That's good. So, like, that that interview will air on this week's Listing You Boy. I have a new segment coming up uh, that he'll be featured in as well. Like, lots of cool stuff coming out of that interview. But uh, we got plenty of wrestling to talk about. A lot of good wrestling on tonight's show. But we also had uh, some wrestling news this week. Rey Mysterio saying that he is quite possibly going to sign with WWE. Now, I know the point of contention that uh, I've been talking or that I've, I've heard about is that Ray doesn't want to sign a contract, like a full-time contract. WWE does want him to. I, you would figure they would have learned by now. Like, take what you can get. If you can get him to work some live events, go ahead and do it. But what what are your thoughts on this? I thought he looked incredible at the Rumble.
1: Was he 43? Like, he's, like, I mean, like, yeah. he's in great shape. But he's, you know, we've seen what what – a full-time WWE schedule does to him. Like, everyone said, there's no way he can ever come back. Oh, if
0: if anybody saw the uh, injury report from Raw that I tweeted out today, Uh, and an active list, which we mentioned on the damn page, because people were quick to point out uh, that Maurice isn't injured due to pregnancy, and I'm thinking, hey, you know who got her pregnant, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, true.
0: Um, So, uh, like, it, it... it's the raw roster has been hit really hard and they could use a guy like Ray Mysterio popping up there, splitting some time, getting some eyeballs on two Oh five live here and there.
1: That's the thing is he wouldn't need. I don't think he needs to be at every damn house show. He can do the big ones and then he can do, you know, raw or, or two Oh five live. He can do one or the other. He's a big enough name. And a guy who's been around the block long enough that it should be, that should be enough for WWE Mm -hmm to get him back in because it's going to get eyes on wherever and whichever one he's going to do either raw or 205 live, you promote the hell out of it over the weekend leading up to it. And people will tune in because he's, he's a guy everyone remembers. I mean, this guy was tearing down the house with Eddie Guerrero 20 years ago at Halloween havoc.
0: That spot where he did the backflip DDT, still one of my favorite of all time. All all time. And he looked just like he did back then. It was, it was, it was, Nothing short of of miraculous type of shape that he's in. Uh, Last week, spoiler ahead, guys. Like, I've got people that were saying, like, wish I would have found out on NXT instead of on the internet. Well, Triple H tweeted it. NXT tweeted it. Ricochet debuted. Candice LeRae debuted on a house show. But I think even just as interestingly as uh, Candice LeRae, she worked opposite Zelina, who had not wrestled a match since she was brought in as Zelina. That's good. I like that they're doing that. NXT shows, I've said this before on Listing Your Boy, a Raw or a SmackDown comes to Cincinnati, it is about 50-50 that I'll go. If an NXT house show comes, I'm going. I'm going to be there. And it's for stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine a couple years ago, we wanted uh, to go to the NXT house show when I came to Milwaukee. Uh, And we were like sitting waiting to like, oh, the the tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. Okay, and we were both, we were working together, and we were, the, the, the meeting went long, so we got back to our cubicles at like 10.07, tickets already sold out, and it was at that at that particular one that Kevin Owens showed up mm-hmm. when he was already in the main roster and did a promo to Sami Zayn, and we we're like, we could have been there, <laughs> we would have loved it. Well, yeah.
0: Unfortunately, the last one I went to was Tommaso Ciampa tearing his ACL uh, two days before TakeOver. My uh, God. Yeah. My God. Also, uh, big Ring of Honor news. Cody versus Kenny Omega announced for Supercard of Honor Wow, one Being the Elite, which is always integrated into this show. So that's the same night as TakeOver. However, I think that they will be running. They run a little bit later. Yeah. If that is on their streaming service, I'm going to have a real, like, conundrum as to whether or not, like, when I go live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to mention, there's a UFC pay-per-view that night, a big one. That is going to be the craziest night. I might have to put two teams together to handle all that. That's going to be absolutely psychotic.
1: Why wouldn't you? I mean, I I guess you're doing it because you're doing it. Why wouldn't you run Supercard of Honor opposite Friday. the Hall of the Hall of Fame inductions? Yes. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you do that? Because I mean, listen, if I'm a super fan who's going to New Orleans and I have to choose between NXT TakeOver New Orleans and Kenny versus Cody at Supercard of Honor, I'm really upset I gotta choose. It's a
0: tough one. Yeah. You know? Also, uh, before we get into raw news, Jeremy Borash the WWE. I uh, heard a lot about this, and a lot of it's in my Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Last week, I broke some exclusive news on it. The Hardys had pushed for him to get in the company like last year. There are many in Impact that were surprised that he left, but also upset that he left with like no notice. But uh, I mean, if that guy's leaving with no notice after 16 years, I get the feeling he's probably got a pretty good reason. Like you know, the entire roster being turned over in 12 yeah. months, yeah, save maybe three people.
1: Damn. Yep. No, I'm, I will say cautiously optimistic about his being on WWE, uh, allowing um, the the fully unleashing of the broken mat thing, because I know he was behind a lot of that stuff. Um, But I hear that they're using him a lot down at NXT, which is great because really that NXT has become the place for me to turn to for like, extremely high quality not only matches but the storytelling down there i feel like they're they're taking their time and allowing for like long form storytelling that just doesn't exist upon the main roster like we'll try this thing oh that didn't get over super fast so we're going to give up on that movie to something else i i like that nxt allows for for some real decent long form storytelling down there
0: So WWE Raw tonight, man, this was heavy on the wrestling, and I liked it. And I thought in it being heavy on the wrestling, it told a lot of stories too. And a lot of the matches meant something. We started off right out of the gate. Elimination Chamber Qualifier, Roman Reigns defeated Bray Wyatt. Uh, My match ratings and show notes, I don't do full match reviews. I save those for, for this show, but I post my match ratings and podcast notes the morning after all these shows. Uh, we get a couple of lame backstage promos to kick this one off. Like, you know what it is. We're bringing it back. Roman, you think you're cool, man.
1: But you're not cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always gonna man. root for that poor guy to be used right. Why at this point? Why? I, I have a... I, uh, listen, I... I because I know there's something there. Like, and I I, I just, I can't, I can't, I mean, I, I remember like th- the amazing stuff that he did. It, it, it was late time in NXT. And then when he got called up to the main roster, like, like I thought this guy was a breath of fresh air. Like you would tell a story with this guy. And I, I'm just holding my breath, allowing for it to be something. There are flashes in this particular promo. They go, like, I know you're the performer that can pull off the the, the really good stuff, but they're not letting you.
0: I think he needs a cast, though. I think he needs a a Harper and a Rowan because, like, to me, I don't know if you watched American Horror Story. Was it Roanoke or something, like when they were in a Um, reality show? He's the old lady in the woods. He's not the big two brooding bastards in the woods. Like, he might not even really be. It's like when you get to a final boss, and final boss isn't nearly as hard. Right, Like, Shang Tsung wasn't as tough to beat as Goro was. Sure. Like, like Rowan and Harper, it's like, man, those are the bastards you really got to get through. Yeah. Because they, like, he has them under his control type of
1: thing. Yeah, I tweeted this out. Like, I I always think back to that wonderful magical night where they teamed up Braun and Roman for a tag team against, I don't know, it was Del Rio and Sheamus when they were both in the League of Nations. And at the end of the match, Braun is his sister Abigail on Del Rio. And then as he's covering Del Rio, Roman is running across the ring to do a spear, which he does by leaping over Bray's body as Bray raises a finger gun to point him. Like he shot Roman out of his finger gun at Sheamus. And it was it, the, the the lead up to that match on that episode of Raw was really interesting. Like the way Bray was talking to Roman, like, they were starting something really different for both of them. Yeah. And then immediately after that, they fly to Italy for the European tour and uh, brave screws up his ankle, and they never speak of it again. And I need somebody to tell me what the plan was. Because I I just I want to know what you – because that was, that was the start of something huge for both of them, and it's gone. And they never talked about it again. And I know that there, there's something that they could do that's not this – not this that he could be great with, and they're just not letting him do it.
0: Well, this match is pretty good. Um, I'll bring this again. I, I don't get the people who say that dives aren't believable, but a three time former world wrestling champion with a chin lock that you can see daylight through, can't get out of that shit in sixty solid seconds. Can't sit out of it, no hooks in. Uh Reigns hits I always think it's impressive when Reigns hits like power bombs and stuff on Bray Wyatt. Uh, He got a ton of air on a Uranagi that Wyatt threw, too. My God, we're talking like Shane Helms taking a choke slam from Undertaker air. (laughs) You're like, he slung his body up so high. It was great. I I like that Reigns used the WrestleMania sign like he was the Undertaker drawing power from the urn. Apparently, it worked because he kicked out of a Sister Abigail right after it. Yep. So, I guess it worked. I guess it worked. (laughs) Spear gets the win for Reigns. Matt Hardy attacks Wyatt after the bell. What do you think uh, of this one?
1: Uh, that was a great match. These guys work really well together. The, the fact that, like in the promo, Bray called him his nemesis, which is basically the closest thing to the, true that for him. Um, and these guys, these guys, I think will work together over and over again as long they're both young. They could easily be doing this for another ten years together, back and forth, every now and then, pop up a her. and they always work Crazy really well. Thirty together. man, yeah, yeah. So you have. Um, a wonderful spot where I was like, Holy crap, like they could easily they, they could be doing a giant swerve where they wind up, I didn't know about the uh four losers get get another shot at the at the at the chamber thing they announced later. yeah, but um but they, that spot with a spear countered by a boot to the face, directly into a sister abigail, not the not the pause, kiss you on the forehead wait 10 seconds, Sister Abigail. But the quick one, the one that looks so vicious. And I was like, oh my God, I got my hopes up for a second. They're really going to swerve us. And they did. Well, the
0: the funny thing is like, I'll give you a little preview of the Raven. I'm I'm working on a new series where I examine the anatomy of a finisher. And I talked to Raven about the even flow DDT and how sudden it was. He was like, yeah, a lot of people would pause, but everybody knew when somebody paused, that meant it was getting reversed. I think that's where we are with Bray Wyatt. We know almost every time he does that, Unless he does it really quickly, it's going to get reversed. So I I love the suddenness of it, and Matt Hardy attacking Wyatt after the bell. This is to get to Wyatt and Matt Hardy at Elimination Chamber. They got to fill out that card somehow.
1: Yeah, it it was the what I love about the match entirely is Bray's reactions during it. Of like, hot damn, you really can't kill this M.F. or can you? Like, like just like I I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like that was that was one of the sickest Sister Abigails he ever delivered. That's a two count. That's nothing. As, um, much
0: as, I, as much as I hate the chin lock spot, his facial expressions during it are also very good. Like, he just stares off psychotically into space. Like, yep. I, th- I think it works for him.
1: So, so, to me, I felt actually because, because I have a soft spot, spot in my heart for him. I felt bad for Bray. And then, <laughs> basically, Matt Hardy showing up to kick him when he's down. I felt like, oh, come on. Matt, just, you know, just laugh at him from up in the screen like he did to you did last week. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I thought this was good um and roman obviously we always we always knew was going to the chamber uh so i'm glad to see bray get a second chance next week when he'll lose to finn Balor.
0: what do you think of these phone promos like I'm i'm mixed on them because the content themselves the content itself is real bad like it's not that great yeah but what we don't have to sit through is somebody awkwardly walking in or out of frame yeah. Yeah. we don't have to deal with it it's less shitty than the alternative was. Yeah. Which, and, and that's saying something when WWE can construct a promo with a lot of the guys that they have that are good promos and a woman like Renee Young who is so amazing at her job and they find a way to make it awkward and weird and bad and stupid and that the better option is a knockoff that was Mojo Rawley's idea. That should tell you enough.
1: <laughs> Mojo Rawley's idea. Promote Mojo to head of creative. You know um, what?
0: The, with the promos that he cuts, he's he's yeah. one of the better actors on this entire roster. He's really really good.
1: Um, uh, any yeah, dance? I hate Flo him. rider
0: this weekend. That's true.
1: Um, I I hate the phone phone promos, but not quite as much as I hate the overly scripted interview talk about how you feel about. Then I'll stare off into space. So like. I don't want to have to choose between the lesser of two evils. Can't one of them be good? Can't is there not a good option available? And I guess the answer is no, there isn't. Man, so. You got
0: Charlie Caruso and you got Renee Young, and you still—I mean, like I said, it's it's less bad than the other stuff that I've seen. So whatever.
1: But 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 they are horrific.
0: Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. It's just like man.
1: Whew. My favorite one tonight was was John Cena obviously not having a very long hallway to do his in. So he walks forward talking to the camera and then walks backward talking to the camera. (laughs) Oh, John, you magnificent bastard.
0: Rollins and Jordan are backstage. Rollins checks on Jordan. They show a little unity. Then we see Sasha and Bailey backstage. Now, I want to say that I thought that the first, like, 80% of this was really crappy and awkward. And then Bailey fired off a line. Like Sasha's saying, oh, I'm not gonna give up my tips on how to beat Asuka. And it was just this weird, awkward, bad exchange. And Sasha kinda of took a little jab at her. Bailey said, Well, I know I can beat you. And you could hear the crowd outside. Whenever there's a nice little burn, you then then it works. And this worked. And it was the first time they referenced the elimination from the Royal Rumble. Glad they did that. So there was a lot good done in this. I just thought the delivery that they gave these two women. It was a little rough, but uh, at the end, you, you saw uh, a Bailey coming out before her match. It set the stage for her Oscar match because she had a reason to be a little pissed off. She had a reason to be a little more aggressive, and I thought that played very well. And I really hope we get it. I really hope we get this,
1: man. If we Mania. don't, if we don't get it after this, like what, what, what? Dude, we're never gonna get it. It is
0: a WrestleMania match without a title and that We're, is not something with the with the absolute trash that they've given women for creative yeah. that's that's not easy to do alex yeah,
1: no it's absolutely true um the, it's ready made like this is this is the best stuff these women have done in their careers has been against each other so it is kind of and it's fun to watch them be best friends cuz they're actually best friends but come on ladies let's let's go Let's let's see you go against each other because we want to see crazy poison rana's off the top rope and you know like I I want like, they're that, only best
0: friends it. because Carmella's on SmackDown
1: right that's yeah. true um uh I want to see I want to see in a bank statement where you're crushing, crushing her bad hand with your foot I want to I want to see that viciousness that these two girls bring out of each other um and that the the one statement from from Bailey like I know I can beat you. They haven't re- they haven't re- re- referred enough to the fact that Sasha on the main roster has had way more success than Bailey, mostly because how they presented Bailey. But up against each other in NXT, Bailey's got Sasha's number. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that, especially if you know one of them pins the other one in elimination chamber, and then you get you know the
0: situation they ran into when they brought up Bailey is they wanted to portray her as this underdog, but she beat everybody in nxt except for oscar right. Right. she'd beaten everybody now i want to say unfortunately now for the past two years they've beaten her so much that if i were them i would run with that i would say hey she beat everybody in nxt but she hasn't really been beating anybody since that first title run she's had right. trouble she yeah. is she might not be what she once was maybe she yeah. peaked early type of thing
1: our uh, our cohort uh, Jeff Hawkins told a a story about being at the uh, Royal Rumble where he talked to uh, I think this this teenage girl who ha- who uh, was a friend of theirs or whatever friend of a friend and uh, said that I used to, I used to be into Bailey used to have her shirt but she loses all the time so like that's the whole thing is that that if you're actually trying to sell this to kids like a kid doesn't want to be a rat walking around with a loser's shirt on because they sure. don't want to seem like a loser themselves. So that's not how you build these people that you lo- Oscar's hugely over. Yeah. Why? Cuz she wins all the time. It's hard to do the whole Daniel Bryan like fighting from underneath thing. Like you got to make it really work in order to sell it and they're not making the Bailey thing work. So tonight was the first time we actually got to see her be real Bailey in a long long time.
0: You mentioned Jeff Hawkins. Guys, over at FightfulPods.com, we released the Elimination Chamber 2003 match alternate commentary. It's the Fightful alternate commentary series. We have a Royal Rumble 1995 match and Royal Rumble 2005 match in there as well. That is on Player FM, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. Go give it a listen. And yes, by now I do realize that the reason Triple H is wearing is spandex capris. Was an injury that he sustained. I took the opposite approach. I wanted to go. Michael Rappaport always puts over that he is the only podcast that does no fact checking. <laughs> and I went over like with my my study for Royal Rumble 05. So I was like, you know yeah. what? I'll go into these fresh eyes. They'll, we'll just yeah. riff and had a lot of people bring that one up, but I had a lot of fun doing that. We have Elimination Chamber 2006 with uh, the ECW. Uh, December to dismember coming up in a few weeks. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And you know, funny that myself and Anna are going to film a couple. We're filming hardcore battle Royal in 2000 Raven Kane and big show in yeah. 2001. And who did I speak to this weekend? That's right. I, fi- I finally nailed him down for a project I was doing. <laughs> and uh, he told the story of running the golf cart into the side of the wall and uh, said he almost cut the power to the entire building. Oh yes. it's a great story. Can't wait till you all hear that. That's on the list in your boy this Wednesday. So check that out. Uh, also guys, like thumbs up, share, subscribe. Got to, got to do all those uh, share the link. If you all don't mind, we had the Balor club versus the revival the revival come out. They have bad dialogue, yeah. But change this from a singles match to a tag team match. I, I do like that in storyline, they even know where their strengths are. Mm-hmm. And yes. Finn Balor and Carl Anderson teamed up. There wasn't a lot to this match. Even like it was eight minutes long and about four and a half of it was a commercial. Carl Anderson really got a chance to shine in this match. My God. Like he had a great knee, a flying neck breaker, a spine buster. And then that dive he did outside It almost killed one of the revival, but, it was pretty. Finn Balor wins with the coup de grace in about eight minutes. Uh, you know, I don't have much of a problem with the revival losing to a former Universal Champion, but right. You know.
1: Which is the the weird thing about it is that I I kind of figured that when they did the whole, we are tag team specialists. We wrestle tag team matches. So Finn, get one of your little bald buddies and let's do this.
0: I thought you and, said ball buddies.
1: No, I said I said bald. There's I was a, there's like, a de- ball. God,
0: man, it's 2018.
1: Cut it out. <laughs> um, I thought they were going to find a way to isolate Finn on the outside, chop block Anderson, and get the win because that's what they do. They wrestle tag team matches, and if you have this thing of we're tag team specialists, then you should specialize in winning tag team matches because Finn isn't a tag team specialist. He's a singles wrestler, so. I I thought that was a story they were going to tell. But as you're right, I have no problem with with Scott Dawson, you know, catching uh, a coup de gras like he would lose to that. He's a tag team wrestler, not a guy who challenges Finn one on one. So, you know, okay, fine. But I think the better storyline here, if you present them as tag team specialists, is to have them win their tag team match.
0: Yeah, but you would have them win every every match they ever did.
1: I would have no. That's not true. Like against other great tag teams, they sh- they should lose occasionally, but they should also look great. While I doing. think
0: you would have them beat the NWO at their largest, all eighteen members no. at once.
1: No, <laughs> no. I I also wouldn't write them into that situation though.
0: You would have them win a two-on-five handicap match against Roman Reigns and four of his clones.
1: No, I do <laughs> think. I do think they could stand up against any other two tag team specialists on the planet and have a great match, even if they lost. As opposed I agree. to they being should. squashed in two minutes by
0: good. Well, yeah. they this was eight minutes.
1: Right. I know, but I'm talking about two weeks ago, whenever it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was time cuts. They they yeah, didn't I, want I, they didn't want that to happen. I know, but still. Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali defeated Drew Gulak and Tony nice Uh Drake Maverick is on commentary. They refer to him as formerly Rockstar Spud. Gulak clotheslines a crotch Cedric Alexander and he does not get out of Alexander's way and as a result Alexander lands on his shoulder fortunately he was okay you know I hate to hate to touch on this again but you you bring a guy on the color commentary so you can interrupt him three times in 20 seconds by saying oh Mm -hmm. that is not only rude it's bad broadcasting and it's stupid yeah and you could tell that Maybe Drake Maverick was not prepared for such, right. yeah, he's like, you know we didn't we didn't used to do that, I mean, Josh Matthews started to do that towards the end when he thought that maybe impact wasn't gonna exist anymore, and he would need to show that he would fit in in w w e but yeah, hey. yeah. Hey. um Alexander hits a crazy tope con hilo, baby faces win, this is fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a fine little match. Uh, I love the way uh, Drew Gulak corpses all the way through, taking every lumbar check that he does. <laughs> um, he always winds up taking the pin with like just this horrible grimace on his face, like he's actually needs. needs a spinal surgeon. Um, this is fine, and I think it's cool that you're doing. You know, two hundred five live is the is the main place you're going to go and see all these tournament matches. But as we get further into the tournament, like you could really get people to say, "Oh crap! If if this Roderick Strong versus Tadeo Atami match is this good on Raw, I should tune into 205 Live every week." You know, like this is fine to have Drake Maverick sell it here, but you can actually sell your thing a lot better with this. With pick one of your great yeah. matches and put it on Raw. You know? a, a barn burner. Pick yeah. a barn burner. Yeah,
0: a maybe a two commercial segment just absolute killer of a match you know maybe in one of the guys hometowns even yeah to, to add it a little bit you know backstage yeah. or not backstage angle comes out stumbles a little bit he as kyler pointed out on our twitter at fightful online go follow us angle does not look comfortable doing this pre-done crap and no. he doesn't need it no. but he announces sasha banks mandy rose sonia deville mickey james and Bailey is Alexa Bliss's Elimination Chamber opponents. Nia Jax will face Asuka at the show and get added to the title match at Mania if she wins. I thought that that booking, you know, Asuka's going to win, but if you're trying to fill out a card with no IC title match, which I don't get, do but I. no WWE Universal Championship match, mm-hmm. sure, add that. If I were them, I'd throw on maybe just throw in a UK title match just to do it. just Just to yeah. do it. Why not? Hey, is somebody gonna not watch the show because there's a, gonna be a good in-ring match on there you, you should
1: pick you should pick one of your barn burners from the cruiseway tournament and put that on there too yeah you know, as opposed to the, to the, to the standard sounds the so Quesaway simple out. six man on on the pre on the on the uh pre-show
0: so only they had these guys under contract and could tell them when to work um know, weird. Alexa bliss comes out I thought this was really good she accused Kurt Angle of being sexist and really did not have a leg to stand on because Mm -hmm. Brock just defended his title. Had he not defended his title, then it would make a little more sense because, as Engel pointed out, she hasn't defended her since October. Right. By the time the end of February rolls around, it's going to be four months later. Now, here's my real question about this. Do you think this was from the mind of somebody who's like – the sexism thing is overblown or do you think that they did it trying to be clever? Cause I mean, it did come off very clever and Alexa bliss played it off perfectly. She played it off. Like she was like, you know what? I got what I want, but I can take advantage of what everybody else wants too.
1: Right. Um, if this was a different company, I might be more in line <laughs> to think what you're thinking, but I think that they think the sexism talk is overblown. And I think that this came off really tone deaf and. bad to me. Like, it came off as, like, the, 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 like, oh, all these feminists coming out and crying sexism about everything. It's like, you can't even be a guy anymore. Like, it came (laughs) off as being one of those people writing this segment. And that's not a good look. Now, Alexa Bliss delivered it well, but I still don't like the sentiment of her coming out and using, like, falsely accusing people of sexism is... Well, I mean, you
0: know, we we do have those viewers and those people that will chime in and be like, back in the day. Oh, I I, okay." So last week I'm talking to Brian Rose and Brian's like, hey, I'm going to we do our fight size updates. And what those fight size updates are, for those of you who aren't familiar with the inner workings of the site, I don't want us posting seven or eight 100 word articles in a row. I think that's a waste of our viewers time. Waste of our readers' time. So we compile that stuff into what we call fight-size updates. It makes it easier for you all. Uh, our viewers like it a lot more. Well, he told me, hey, I'm going to throw this this USA Network deal where they are allowing the F-word to fly on some of their shows in the fight-size. And I said, oh, no, no. Oh, no, you don't. I said, we do a full article on that and watch the reaction. And about, oh, yep. 400 retweets later, and – Uh, I would say at least a hundred people in my mentions just egregiously saying fuck over and over again, just over and over again. There are people who crave that just for the sake of craving it. Like, you know, and, and I think it was, I think that this segment was in fair taste, but there are those people that are like, I missed back in the day when a woman would get naked and park like a dog. That was ratings. We needed that. Yeah. Because people didn't have access to porn yeah. at the click yeah. of a button. So yeah. prevalent like so prevalent back then. If people want to see women with other clothes on, they Monday Night Raw is not like the first well, let me turn on my TV or my PS view. Let me turn on old two forty two. Let's wait for that segment. When's it gonna happen? That's just not the way it works. Yeah. And, but there are still people who think like that. It's it's very unusual, and if to me, it ain't a tough one to figure out yeah. why that stuff doesn't necessarily fly anymore. But yeah, the, this segment I loved. I thought Alexa Bliss did awesome. Yeah, I thought she, she was she, great.
1: She she sold it really well. Uh She did have a point though. It's like I don't make the matches. Yeah, uh,
0: I was. If I'm WWE, I wouldn't have told her to
1: say that. But it's it's absolutely true. Like it she, is true. It's one hundred percent true. She has not had. She could have defended her championship on Raw at any point. Put her in a squash match against somebody. I don't know, like, do something, but they didn't do anything. They've just had her, like, Nothing. come out and, like, you know, so that's that's whatever.
0: And Charlotte but, hasn't for two months either.
1: Right, exactly. But the only person who has to yeah. obey the 30-day rule is Naomi.
0: Yeah. That's it. And hey, that's weird, because she was right. back six weeks later.
1: Uh, yeah. Six weeks um, later, she yeah. was back. So um, the one thing about this that was odd to me is the whole idea of the stipulation for Nia and Asuka Asuka hasn't explicitly chosen that she's going to go after Alexa's title yet, has she? I don't think
0: so. Or you mean, you mean Alexa's, t- Alexa, yeah. Alexa's,
1: well, here's the Alexa's thing.
0: title? Yeah. I mean, maybe you could say, Kurt could say, well, no matter what the case, if Nia wins, then maybe it could be set up to where she could face the other one. I don't
1: know. And, exactly. and she ain't it's, winning. It. No, she's not. I get it. That's the whole it's thing. A, it's, like, it's a major it's, gap. It's a match that they're going to have that's going to be fun to watch. That is an insult to all of our intelligence.
0: Unless they fix it, they, they they have time.
1: They have time to fix it, but all they need is for Oscar to say, "I am facing the Raw Women's Champion," and then it becomes an actual thing. Well,
0: they'll they'll but, wait after the Elimination Chamber to do that, right?
1: But I I'll, I still maintain the best match available is Oscar versus Charlotte.
0: I would I would agree. That is a big match, in my opinion. Uh, I'll tell you something that didn't insult my intelligence: this Oscar Bailey match, because. Hot dog, it was good. I love their forearm spot where Asuka fell off the top rope. Graves taking a veiled shot at Booker T. We will talk about that right after the match. WWE used the hard cam for Asuka's running ass to the apron, which I think is the right one. Then Bailey ran Asuka into the barricade before the commercial. That was good stuff. And then Bailey came come back, or came back, hit a Saito suplex, Oscar starts kicking her Bailey moved out of the way of a missile drop kick I have missed high level important match Bailey and that's what we got here she rose to the occasion uh, she fly, flew off the apron but hit a knee of Oscar Oscar threatened with her finish and Bailey almost pinned her which I thought coach sold pretty damn well he was like that wasn't a three I thought that was a three like I thought coach did great there flying armbar made Bailey tap. I enjoyed that a lot, and I love them establishing that flying armbar more and more and more and more because I want to see a legitimate, like a shoot work grappling exchange in and out of arm bars with Oscar and Ronda Rousey so goddamn bad mm-hmm. that I I am about to pour this entire jug over my head to keep myself calm over it, <laughs> like just to cool myself off. This match was really good. This was Bailey showing that she's just as good in the ring as she ever has been. And Asuka showing that she deserves every bit of what she's getting. I love this. Uh,
1: this was uh, this was every bit as good, if not better, than their matches in NXT. I'm trying to think of a better Bailey match on the main roster. I mean, I don't know. Nothing jumps out. Her, her title match, you know, Victory I, I should think. She beat Charlotte, but I don't know if it was good like, this this was great. This was Bailey really showing that she had learned a bunch of stuff since she lost to Asuka. Like her, her reversing the, the, the chicken wing into a pin that that almost caught her, like all like really nah, almost caught her.
0: Man, like, I think this is her best match since Brooklyn against Oscar. Yeah. I really I really do.
1: Yeah, this is so these two work really well together. There's so so much you can do with Bailey. There really, really is. Like, and and there's there's not doing it. But tonight began something. Please tell me it began that this this feud with Sasha, we've all been craving for for months and years. Um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing where they go with this. Um Asuka offering the handshake was a big thing. Somebody tweeted this and I retweeted it. That Asuka see it looks it appears as though. Asuka sees Bailey as like this little sister yeah. that she wants to to, to to improve her game and get, I want you to be better than me one day. Like yeah. that kind of a thing. But she sees Sasha as a threat because, because she knows Sasha's motives aren't as pure as Bailey's. And Sasha will, will take her out if she has the chance. So she doesn't have the same level of respect for her. That's a, a very subtle but real difference in the way that she views these two women and It came across in the two matches in in two subsequent weeks. I really like that.
0: Corey Graves took a shot at Booker T. He said, watch out, coach, or pretty soon you're going to be doing afternoon radio locally. This comes days after Booker T on his podcast. You can't ever tell if the man's working or shooting. Basically saying that Corey Graves cost him his job because WWE was afraid of what he would do to Corey Graves and that maybe he'll catch him outside of WWE one day. Now, I mean, Corey Graves has said nothing but positive things about Booker in media recently, but Corey Graves and Booker T in a war of words is, especially if it's Corey Graves against Booker T, who isn't controlled by WWE and what he can say, Booker T. Oh my God, that might be feud of the year. Yeah. Without a punch being thrown.
1: That is my shucky-ducky, quack-quack feud of the year. Yes.
0: How appropriate. I can't wait to see how this unfolds. <laughs> uh, Apollo Crews uh, was beaten by The Miz. This match kicked ass, too. Man. Yeah. yeah. Apollo Crews. If, if this was Bailey's best match, this might have been Apollo's best match, too, or one of them. Before this, Miz takes credit for Raw 25's ratings, which is just perfect. Just perfect. He's out with Bo Dallas, not with Curtis Axel. Uh, Corey Graves says that he's auditioning for a part as an extra. <laughs> the match starts during a commercial, and it comes back to see what looks like Apollo Crews trying to blow up The Miz with pins. Like, he <laughs> I mean, just every two seconds, he's like, pin, pin, pin. He has just a, a, a beautiful spinning back elbow and a dropkick and a press slam. Then the coach bitches about a standing moonsault that the Miz throws knees on. Do you think this is a WWE directive from the coach, or do you think it's just his curmudgeonly nature shining through? Because Corey Graves goes at him on commentary about this over and over again.
1: Right. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with him being the guy who's like, you know, Gulak on, uh, on the commentary desk. You know what I mean? Who's like, no flips. Stop flipping. Stop doing all these unnecessary things. Like, that's fine. That can be your persona. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's directive, but um, uh, It would seem
0: weird for it to be a directive when you have a 205 Live, yeah?
1: Yeah, it does. Well, maybe it's like, damn it! Just leave the flips to the little guys. You know, yeah. like maybe that's it. Eh, that maybe.
0: that used to be a directive.
1: That used to All be it. the
0: time among big think, guys.
1: I, I don't I don't think it is anymore. No, that's not
0: true. anymore. But but if um, so, I don't know why the hell they signed War Machine. <laughs> no,
1: whatever. Listen, um, this was fine. I'm just I'm just happy he's not Byron Saxon or David Otonga. You know?
0: Yeah, uh, well, the, David the, O'Tunga also, especially, I think that Byron's gotten a little bit better, but Hey, guys, By- if you know my rating scale, I still got him at a 4, 3.75 or a 4. He got better from a 2. So there By- we go. By-
1: Byron on, on SmackDown just makes me insane. Oh, with yeah. His, with, with, his abs- with, with his sucking up to Shane McMahon, who was the worst boss in the history yeah. of wrestling.
0: Uh, uh, on the contrary, man, I thought Percy Watson knocked it out of the ballpark. Uh, he was so on, good. He won really, both uh, the, the, the pay-per-view and the taping right afterwards. And I like I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, man, if you're trying to sandwich a word in between Mauro freaking Ronallo, mm-hmm. who I love, and Nigel McGinnis, who I also love, what more could anybody add?
1: Right. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, I've done I've done a lot of commentary work in, in my life. And like I'm sitting there thinking about that, and I'm like, well, shit, what I couldn't do any I couldn't squeeze anything in there. What am I gonna say? What am right. I gonna call that is not gonna call? And what kind of insight am I gonna provide that Nigel's not gonna provide? Like right. it's they don't need a third person. And I thought that Percy did did really good. I maybe they just
1: maybe they just have him on commentary so he can tell everybody what's in that cup the street profits bring out to the ring.
0: <laughs> so this match uh, Apollo catches Miz's corner clothesline, an overhead suplexes him, then hits two standing star presses for a two. Miz kicks Apollo's knee, then crotches him. skull crushing finale for the pin. This is an Elimination Chamber qualifier match. Good stuff from these two. Like, Apollo man, like he ain't dead yet. Nope. And they've been um, doing some stuff lately. Like, yeah. He has beaten the tag champions twice, been in a tag title match, been in an elimination chamber qualifying match, and will next week also be on one. Like he's he's had six and a half, seven weeks of them just doing something with him. And the thing is Alex, if you looked at him and you looked at the Miz, you would never think underdog. But the way that he has been booked on TV, I buy him as an underdog. Right. And um, he's he's he also more in, a condemnation of WWE's booking than than a compliment, but yeah. Right.
1: He's also in the mixed mass challenge. I don't know what week he's in there, but he he and Nia are going up against somebody from SmackDown so that that could be fun uh th- those matches have been a lot of fun everybody gets a chance to shine in them so i'm sure he'll be fine there um i was watching this and i was harkening back to i think two summer slams ago the miz and um and, and apollo had this awful pay-per-view match like just yeah. just terrible there was no heat to it nothing happened and this match tonight was approximately 11 billion times better than that match. Like this was this was so great that I, I it's impossible for me to think those were the same two guys. Um, and I think Apollo is was he was probably he and Dana Brooke are the worst two call ups in n from NXT in history. Be, not not be, I mean like Dana Brooke was just not they, they called her up to go up with Emma. Riot Squad are giving them a run for their money. I will say I will say, yes, yeah, because because of how they're being used. I, I think I think that I think that Ruby Riot absolutely belongs on the main roster talent wise and absolutely work with those girls, sure. but they're not letting her. And the other two were just drowning up there. Um, but um but Apollo, when he got called up, I honestly felt like he was going to be uh, a foil for Samoa Joe when Samoa Joe got the title. Like there was going to be that baby face. They were going to build up and be the black John Cena down there, you know, and, and nope. And they brought him up and didn't have anything to do for him. There was like, he's athletic. He'll get over. But yeah, but you didn't let him do anything. So I'm so happy now that he's actually got something, even if that something is coming out with Titus O'Neill in a vest and Dana Brooke cosplaying as Miss Hancock with her, with her, with her her (laughs) her clipboard. Somebody's got to snap me a photo of the doodles that she's making on that clipboard, because I know she's not actually writing down real statistics. Um, but yeah, I, I like that gimmick. I think it works for both of them. I'm I'm happy to see what he does next week in the four, Fatal Four Way Second Chance match that Finn Balor will win.
0: I think that's going to be a, an awesome match. I think it's going to be great. Before the Raw Tag Team Championship match, Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle tell Seth Rollins he can't compete tonight. Rollins is upset. Kurt Angle says it's legitimate. Roman Reigns shows up. Angle gives his blessing early this, on. In,
1: this was just great. We're like, I was doing some neck bridges and now I can't <laughs> wrestle anymore. I was like, that's going to be your thing. That's how you broke your neck. And you're going to be out for, for months or whatever. There's Okay. So now?
0: I, I want to say this. WWE doesn't know exactly what's going on yet. All I've right. had people all day in my inbox. Uh, is Jason Jordan out for a year. Is he out for a year? They don't know yet. He doesn't want to have surgery, ideally. He's been having grip issues, some finger issues. Uh, If he has surgery, yes, he will be out that long. However, they would very much like to avoid that. I did an update, a news update on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Fightful, where I talked about it. Uh, It could be anything like from – like his neck injuries could be anything from two bulging discs pressing down on a nerve that runs down his arm to – a broken neck. It could be any right. of that. Yep. Rollins showed some great athleticism early. I, I thought it was great they had, like, Iowa's own shirts for him. That was that was kind of cool. His suicide dive was so slow, you could tell he was going to be caught, though. Uh, Reigns gets sent in the barricade as we go to commercial. This crowd was so hot waiting for Rollins to be tagged in. Yeah. Uh, in his home state. He had one hell of a hot tag. My God, a guillotine yep. leg drop, springboard clothesline, sling blade, suicide dive that sent Cesaro into the crowd. Yeah. On top of that, then he got a two on a superplex, superplex Falcon Arrow. Jason Jordan makes his way to the ringside to uh, help Rollins up prior to this. And <laughs> as this match unfolds, uh, a ripcord knee and a super kick set up a shield bomb, but Cesaro and Seamus try to leave. They attack Jordan, who fights back and gets them DQ'd. Backstage, we see Seth Rollins going off and saying that he wished he had hurt Jordan himself. And angle tells Jordan to go home until he's cleared. An excellent match. I thought that just a smidge below Oscar Bailey, but if it had a finish, it may have been a little bit better. This was just match after match after match really good. And if Jason Jordan is out for that long, man, am I going to be sad because I have loved watching this dude just develop?:
1: Yeah, this is the thing about th- that injury for him. He was all poised to have an incredible 2018. like people were legitimately did not like him, but he was playing it so well, like to like be not liked, but by it's being, hard to do that these days. By, by, being, by being an affable dude. Like, he's just trying to – he's like, hey, man, I'm just here trying to be cool, right? Don't we all like me? No, we don't like you, Jason. Go away. He's being a try-hard. Yes, he was. and and With that, a vengeance. Yes, yes.
0: Oh, he will come <laughs> back with a vengeance.
1: <laughs> Live free or try he'll be hard. Running,
0: he'll be running from payphone to payphone calling Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah. Um, I yeah. – <laughs> I uh, – I – I really hope that that if he's out for an extended period of time, that they don't forget about him because it's hard to like reboot this character. Like he shows back up, it's like, "Hey, Dad, I'm clear again. It's been eight months. We're we're on to new stuff."
0: I, that being said, I would love it if Kurt hit him with a, "Who are you?"
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> oh God, it's true. It's true. Um, I, I I I'll say this about the match. Uh, it was it was really nice of of Roman to put over Bray by selling all the damage he oh, got come in that. On. No, no, no. Like that was one of those things. I was like, it's it's Roman, so you can't expect anything less because Big Dog.
0: He was getting beaten up within like a minute and a half of this match.
1: No, but just the idea that shows up and like, hey, I'll work a second match tonight. Is is only Roman is is that guy? Which is maybe Cena,
0: but you nobody else is Roman like.
1: I, it's sad. I I. I just feel like it, it's so sad. <laughs>
0: this contempt you hold for this man—it's it's not just, him.
1: It's not him. It's the way he's presented, dude. Like I, I actually like him. I think it's fine. But the way he's presented—I know just, I
0: didn't say right. the contempt you hold for Joe on Hawaii. said right, the contempt right. you hold for Roman Reigns.
1: Well, it's most—it's mostly the 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 idea, like absolutely, I will take the the tag belts now. And and Kurt saying, Yes, you will.
0: But the thing if you start saying like fuck Joe Anawaii and his tea parties with his kid, then then that's yes.
1: that's an issue. But hey it's true. Yeah, I don't it's true. Like whoever you uh, want. I'm sure in, in the YouTube comments there will be a lot all about what what a Roman Reigns hater I am and all this stuff.
0: Oh, it happens all the time. All the time. All
1: the time. I, I see them.
0: Nia Jax defeated a, a jobber. She's gonna get a steady diet of these. Uh, she sold like crap for this one, but I mean, well, she doesn't really need to. Right. She did a great press slam. Oh, an that was awesome great! Awesome press slam and, and a great and, leg drop too. And
1: that whoever she was, jo- who was to her, sold the crap out of that. She was she was so scared being up there, like ah ah ah. That yeah. was so good. I loved it.
0: It was fantastic. Really, really good stuff. So, <laughs> she says she'll beat Oscar. Whatever. Mickey James defeated Sonia Deville. I thought Absolution kind of took away Sonia's shine in her entrance. It was a little weird, like, but whatever, whatever. Uh, six women's segments, three matches. Yeah, good stuff. Glad to see you got a roster this big. Go ahead and do it. Uh, Mickey James had jeans customized into flappy attire.
1: Yeah, she did. She. I just
0: imagine her to be able to float like. You know how Princess Peach did in Super Mario Brothers Two? That weird yes. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I just imagine her to be able to just glide to the ring.
1: Yeah, she she jumps out of a plane without a parachute. Um. Uh, yeah. This is this is this is great. I love the. There are so many different women segments and storylines going into the Elimination Chamber, as there should be. Yeah. And then somebody tweeted that um, tomorrow night all the women in SmackDown will be in the same segment.
0: Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's what SmackDown does. They try to keep everybody involved at the expense of yeah. stifling the division. Yeah. Uh you gotta, you gotta keep Tamina in the in at least a right. semi-main
1: program. Have, you know? have we heard Paige get on the mic at all since that news about her? I don't think so. Like, it's weird to see her out there but not be the mouthpiece for her faction. Yeah. Like, like she she obviously can't, be involved like even when they were beating down um uh mickey after the match she was on the other side of the ring calling out orders you know like she wasn't involved at all yeah so it's weird that they're not even allowing her to like be the mouthpiece sure otherwise she's just like set dressing
0: yeah guys do me a favor let us know after this show what your favorite segment of our show was Hit me up on Twitter. Also, if you don't mind, head over to our Fightful online Twitter. Retweet uh, when our show went live or uh, any posting about the show. Help get the word out about Fightful.com and the Fightful.com podcast. We ran a Super Bowl thread yesterday. We have a ton of cool threads up on the forum right now. I want to thank everybody who took the time to participate in those. It was a fun show last night. Early in this match, Mickey James landed a big strike that I thought they sold well. Uh, Sonya sold well. The commentary sold well. Just really, really good stuff all around. Nobody should want to stand up with Sonya, but if they land a shot like that, it should be game changing. And I thought that was really good. Sonya counters a corner of Hurricane Rana with just a a slinging power bomb that I thought looked really good. Then destroyed Mickey with knees. Mickey catches Sonya with a win or with a pin, gets beaten up. Alexa makes the save. Pretty clear, Alexa's trying to make some buddies going into the elimination chamber. Any, any thoughts on this one?
1: Um, they must think that we are as gullible as they think the women are who would trust Alexa Bliss.
0: That sounds like a very sexist comment. Yeah. Uh, this is for the sixth Elimination Chamber <laughs> entrant. Elias defeated Braun Strowman. I really wanted uh, this to be Braun winning. And then as soon as the match starts, he punches his way out of the pod. And it was for nothing. Like I would have been cool with that. Elias and Cena team up on Strowman, who takes his great bump to the outside. Cena hit Strowman on an AA after Elias cracked Braun uh, with a guitar. And I mean, hard. Like it disintegrated, Alex. Strowman power slams Cena, but Elias pushes him outside and gets the pin. This is a huge win for Elias. Yes. He just beat John Cena uh, for any reason with Braun Strowman in the match, and that's something that he can always say in his promos if he needs to. Yeah. If he ever needs to reference something like that, he beat John Cena and Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's, it's wonderfully done as he wasn't the one who hit John Cena with the move that caused the pinfall, and of course he doesn't need to be because it's one of these matches. That's great. Um, uh, I, I did think it was really, really funny earlier in the match uh Braun's chasing Elias around and back into the ring, and John Cena gets him halfway up into an AA into the fireman's carry. And <laughs> and Michael Cole goes, John Cena with the power And after saying that, John Cena falls over with Braun on top of him. And I'm just like, Come on, Michael Cole. You gotta look down at your seat and see what's happening in that oh well.
0: Um Well, I mean, no one man should have all that power.
1: That's true. Um, this was this was fun. I agree with you um, that whenever Braun's coming in, I don't think he's coming in at one. Um, yeah. He's going to be in a pod. And I think the Miz will taunt him or something from outside of the pod. Like, you can't get me. I'm out here. And then Braun will just break out. Like, otherwise, why are we even doing this? Um, uh, I, um, I also think it would be great for him to come in at one and just beat the first dude in less than five minutes, like in two minutes, and then just wait for the next guy to come in and have it be Miz, like who just doesn't want to leave his pod. All that, that's, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with Braun being in this match. I hope it's not wasted.
0: I'm excited for a lot of things. I thought that the way that they revolutionized the chamber last year, they made it safer. And I mean, you remember the the diatribe I went on about idiots who were like, uh, yep. oh, it doesn't... Oh, does it doesn't look tough to eat shit. Get it? Get out of here with that! And I don't they,
1: care. They patted the outside of the cell. It's
0: of the outside of the mine and the end panning to the chamber yeah. uh, because you know it's a work, guys. Like, do you really need these guys getting six bulging discs in their back because they worked ten minutes wanna, in the chamber?
1: I want to know how bad it hurts.
0: Yeah. It. it they, they made that structure so much more better from a viewing standpoint. So I'm very excited to see how that all plays out. I'm excited to see how our SmackDown show turns out tomorrow night, right after SmackDown. Tune into that Wednesday, The List and ya Boy at 3 p.m. Eastern. Raven as my special guest. Uh, that is the only show where you will see an eccentric millionaire and the person that he picked to run his wrestling website. Also, tomorrow afternoon, I've got a surprise for Showdown Joe. If you all have watched the Holy Smokes podcast before, you've probably heard me mention something that's going to come back to Showdown Joe tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, previewing UFC 221. We're talking UFC Balaam. That horrible ref stoppage where Mario Yamasaki wanted a woman to die, I think. My God, it was horrifying. I got news updates all the time at Fightful or YouTube.com slash Fightful. And, of course, FightfulWrestling.com, my friends. We're going to have more content than ever moving forward. Uh, congratulations to Pat Fannin. He, has, he will be our weekday editor. Also brought on Andrew Thompson as our weekend editor. Alex, as you know, yeah. the time can be a little demanding there. So I split it up a little bit.
1: Yes, that's I think that, it, it I, I can you that is a really good idea. And when we
0: all go on vacation somewhere,
1: you can work. <laughs> that's right. You can I'll do all the work. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I did want to say before, before we uh, left this match too, fa- too far in a rear view, afterwards, that Braun, because he's the best and the very greatest, <laughs> doesn't point at the sign. He turns to the sign, to the WrestleMania sign, and roars at it because, that
0: is better. That because is better. that's
1: so much better than pointing at it. And he also did the Hulk Hogan taunt to the crowd to mm-hmm. get the chair one more time again. Yeah, he, he
0: did uh, power slam Elias and Cena repeatedly. He obliged the crowd, which I think is a great babyface move. Oh,
1: absolutely. He he love he loves carnage, and the crowd loves it too. So there you go. Match Guys join heaven. me
0: this Saturday as well. Myself and James Lynch coming at you. Uh, after this garbage fire of a UFC pay-per-view that they're going to try to put on from Australia. But we're going to talk about it, and we're going to have a great breakdown of it. So come in and have some fun. I did a post-show for UFC Charlotte that I thought was one of my better solo shows as well. So check that out. Fightful.com, my friends. Let people know about it. Do us a solid like us, thumbs us up, and just retweet any of our stories, anything like that. I got that Fightful Wrestling Weekly that drops Friday. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate all the support. Follow Alex at Palowski the 4th. Follow me at Sean Ross Sap. Follow us at Fightful Online. Until next time, we out.